1: Welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. Um, You can find myself and the show on Twitter at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K, and at Ethos Pelicans is the show. Uh, If you've got time and uh, like what you hear, well, Go and give us a follow and uh, a share and all that sort of carry-on uh, because we love the support and love to see the show continue to grow. We get some pretty awesome guests on here. As we saw in the last episode, Aaron Summers, a sideline reporter for the Pelicans. That was pretty awesome chat. And uh, yeah, not bad at all. Um, So, the Pelicans had a couple of days off. We're going to have a chat about the game against the Knicks. The delicious victory, 102-91, uh, whereby the Pelicans were challenged. Uh, throughout the uh, throughout the game, and um, had a few setbacks with Brandon Ingram getting injured, but um, at the end of the day, Jose saved the day. So we're gonna have a chat about all of that coming up. Um, but before we get to that, uh, if you have a second, if you could go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get these uh, listen to your podcasts, I guess, or Spotify or um, uh, Dash Radio or Amazon Music, and we're on all of those sort of streaming platforms, so uh, yeah, if you don't mind, uh, go and do that, because it helps us grow, and you know, the more hype we get, the better guests we get, and uh, we continue to, I don't know, climb the rankings, which we love to do, but uh, shameless request, but uh, we appreciate all of the support here at uh, Sports Ethos Pelicans, so um, let's get into it. So, the Pelicans continued their road trip, had a couple of days off, uh, and Went down to Manhattan and took on the New York Knicks at uh, Madison Square Garden. Now, before the game, we had word that Devontae Graham was questionable. He has a sore ankle, um, but he was proven to be fit and uh, and signed up and, and, and suited up and was ready to go. So, um, pretty much a full side besides Zion Williamson, as we know, who's still rehabbing that foot. Uh, But otherwise, everyone else is ready to go. Diddy is still with Birmingham, by the way, Um, after serving his um, steroid uh, suspension. He's down with the, uh, the squadron, working down there, improving and getting himself match fit again, I guess, after having a bit of time away from the team. Now, what did we see from this Pelicans team? Well, it was an interesting night because... You come off a couple of losses. One blowout against the Nets, which, you know, they just outclassed us, even without Kevin Durant down the stretch. They'd got their mojo in and um, gave the Pelicans a bit of a touch-up. We then came out and responded against the Celtics, as we talked about. It started really, really well. But they uh, decided to fight back, and, and we couldn't handle the physicality increase, and, um, and really, we folded, when that was probably a game that the Pelicans probably should have won. Now, this game while you could see flashes of both games, I think we came out with the confidence of the Celtics game, whereby uh, we really started fast. It, it was one of those games where our shots were falling, theirs weren't, and, and we took advantage of that. Uh, while guys like Graham started slow, Brandon Ingram started slow, everyone else picked up the slack and was playing fantastic basketball. Now, the first half, honestly, was really good. The, the the disappointing side of things is that we couldn't do it for four quarters. We knew the Knicks were going to respond. Uh, their shots weren't falling all night, and uh, the Madison Square Garden fans, or crowd, was pretty ruthless. They start booing their own team pretty quickly. So uh, that's be a tough sort of situation to be dealing with if, as a player, but because um, you want your home court to really get you back into it, but uh, and be that six man momentum builder. But unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Uh, First quarter, we go quarter by quarter. First quarter, twenty-seven to seventeen, and we got out to that ten-point lead uh, early. And um, shots were falling, the ball was moving deliciously, uh, weren't turning the ball over quite as much as uh, we we had do historically, and uh, the the assist rate was right up, which which you love to see. Um, second quarter, they responded twenty-five to nineteen and start dragging it back at the half. Now, we knew it was coming. Their, their bench was fantastic all night, much better than the starters. We had um, R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle pretty much doing nothing. Um, maybe the box score differs to that, but, uh, you know, no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. R.J. had 17, but was pretty much non-existent. Fournier had six points. Randle had four points. And um, Kemba Walker had five points. It really was the bench brigade for the Knicks that, that, um, that dug in and really kept them in the game. Uh, particularly in the last quarter where they started charging back. Third quarter, 35-15, to 15, we come out flying. Really, really good. And then, um, unfortunately, Brandon Ingram, uh, on an offensive foul from Grimes, who jumped forward, stuck his knees out, and tripped Brandon up as he was contesting him, uh, rolled his ankle and left the game. And we saw him take his shoe off. We knew his night was done, and that um, was Disappointing because the momentum really shifted from there. The Knicks started getting a bit of wind and um, their bench was just just getting into it. There really was. Um, 34 points to 21 in the last quarter and we managed to hold them off. And um, in big part because of our bench brigade, particularly Jose Alvarado, two-way Jose, he... Um, he stepped up, and ever since Satoransky got COVID, he's taken those backup point guard minutes and has just exceeded expectations beyond belief. Uh, we saw it down in Birmingham how he could uh, run the offense and score at all three levels, but uh, hadn't seen it too much purely due to opportunity in the uh, in the NBA. Now, enter Jose, uh, momentum shifter. He was fantastic, honestly, in front of his home. Crowd. He is a New York native, uh, from all reports, grew up in Brooklyn, or surrounding the Brooklyn area. And he uh, had his, I about 50 members of his family showed up to um, to come and visit him. And he was just fantastic, honestly. Uh, career high in points with 13, 4 assists and 4 steals, 6 of 9 shooting. Um, he was fantastic. And honestly, a real momentum changer, came into the game and was upsetting everything that... Uh, the, um, the Knicks wanted to get going, whether that was from an actual steal or just disrupting passing lanes and, and getting in the way and being a pest and pestering them full court, you know, those are things that when you, you put the hustle and you put the effort in, it doesn't show up on the box score, but it disrupt. it's disruptive. And really what it does is ruin their percentages because they're getting shots late in the shot clock. They're not getting things that they wanted. And uh, he was fantastic. And honestly, the defensive mentality of this year, of this the team this year, started by Herb, by Gary Clark, um, even Brandon Ingram stepped up on that end. Everyone has just been really, really good. Uh, Josh Hart can't forget about that. Uh, Temple's been good. All of these guys have stepped up and played both ends of the basketball and and um, or basketball court. Sorry, and uh, really, really uh, impressed with how that's that's come about. Now. What I loved is that you come on a road trip, you go to the East Coast, you know, it's a different time zone and a few guys live over that way or grew up that way um, and you get slapped. You get slapped around in Brooklyn and then you, you give up a good lead in, in against uh, the Celtics. It's easy to fall in a hole and say, oh, we'll just get to the end of this road trip and we'll go home and we'll take the paces on and hopefully um, we can beat them because they've been a bit up and down. Now, what we don't want to happen is you just write this game off. Oh, they're going to be too good. Knicks have been up and down this year. You know, they're pretty good on their home court, 50% from their home court. Uh, You know, they're going to come out. They've got all-stars, good crowd. And instead, we just said, no, let's just take the the crowd out of this game. Let's just slap them from from the get-go and move the ball. The ball movement tonight was just fantastic. Uh, And you hear... The well, Joel Myers and Antonio Daniels talk about this on the call. Cool is the ball moves faster than the players? You know, then the defense can shift. Let the ball do the work for you, and that's what they've been doing. And you can see that when you head over to the uh, team summaries, uh, the team comparison in the stats. We were great, twenty-seven assists and only twelve turnovers. You know, over two to one or two and a half to one. Uh, assist to turnover ratio that's fantastic. You know that that means the ball's working so much harder than you need to. We shot 50% overall on our shot attempts, 39% from 3, 11 of 28, uh, to their 37%. 23% from 3. They only hit nine threes for the whole game and kept launching them. And that's a big three-point shooting team, you know. They they loved to launch them, had 38 attempts, only hit nine of them. It was a terrible night for free throws. We shot 68%, 15 of 22, to their 24 of 36. And at the end of the half, I think it was 17 uh, free throw attempts to four in favor of the Knicks. Now, I don't care what uh, team you go for, that disparity is just unbelievable. To be able to go down the court, and it's not like they weren't fouls. The refs just weren't calling it. And that was very frustrating to see. The issue was is that we also then just left them at the stripe, you know. We left uh, seven free throws at the at the line, and on a night where they left twelve, you know, it could have been a completely different game if they hit their free throws. Say so they get it up to eighty percent, you know, this we lose this game or thereabouts. You know, um, it becomes a most much more tightly contested game, and in that fourth quarter where they started making the run. Free throws would have helped us immensely, but we come out, and we miss them, and particularly down the stretch where they the refs started to um, even the game up with their foul calling. We need to make that. We need to put them to the sword, and, and it was tough as momentum buster um, with, those, with the free throw attempts. You need to make them. You really, really need to make them. Other, on the defensive side of the ball, 10 steals to six, and four of them come from Jose. It was awesome. You know, guys were stealing the ball. Nikhil had a great strip. Uh, Gary Clark did very well. Herb Jones was sticking his hand in everything. And um, it, it was great. Points off turnovers, 19 to 14. We, we won that, which is great. Exploit from your 10 turnovers. Get points out of it. I'd love to see that. And, you know, honestly, just a good game. We got we got stung a bit on the rebounding side of things. 30, oh, sorry. They had 14 offensive rebounds, and that's because they kept launching long threes. And the issue with that is that you launch long threes, you get long rebounds. So that's where that disparity came from, is that they were getting, I don't know, two or three shots of possession, and luckily they just couldn't hit threes because otherwise we would have been stuffed. But um, we did a good job. We kept them away from the basket. We didn't give many any easy shots. You know, they're all-star, Julius Randle, 4.7 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 steal and a block. While he did other things, he was 1 of 9. He got teched up because he was just carrying on. Had three turnovers. Other leaders of their team, Kemba Walker had five points. And that's it. two turnovers. On their bench brigade, Grimes, Quickly and Burks all had 13, 14 and 13. That's where their points come from. Mitchell Robinson had 17 and 15. That's where their rebounds came from. Um, and RJ Barrett was 17. Otherwise, they were they were dead to rights. And if we could have contained them a little bit better... Um, when their bench brigade came on, I think we do a really good job and, and we we smash them. Now over at our box score, all the starters were in double digits as per and Alvarado as well. so six players in double digits herb with 11, four rebounds four assists three steals, 17 points seven rebounds, four steals uh, four assists and one steal for Josh Hart, 18 and 10 two assists and one steal for big JV. And that's on 8 of 11 shooting. Now, I felt that we had a big mismatch the whole game. And for some unknown reason, we just started icing JV. We just did not feed him. And when you got Mitchell Robinson, who is a bit slighter than um, JV, while he's much more athletic and a completely different player, probably closer to Jackson Hayes than he is to JV in terms of play style, we didn't exploit it. JV would have thrown that bloke around. And for a guy that fouls all the time, being Mitchell Robinson, we should have exploited that. And um, I think that was one of the missed uh, opportunities that we probably uh, should look to a lot more. And sometimes we forget about the big fella. And uh, I think we should exploit that double-double machine when we can, because we know what he can do when he's on. Um, Devontae Graham started 0 of 9, ended up with um, 15 points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist. He got going in the second half. 5 of 16, he, um, he was great. 4 of 10 from 3 down the stretch. And, uh, you know, when we needed him to hit some buckets, he started doing it in the second half. And, and he really is such a streaky sort of guy that when he gets going, he he loves it. Um, enough that AD gave him the um, hot hand in the nice dice game uh, moniker that he's been yelling out now and then in games. Brandon Ingram in 26 minutes had 15, 5 rebounds, 6 assists and a steal. His passing has been unbelievable. Basically playing the point... Uh, point forward, uh, starting that offense. You know, he, he's just fantastic, and his leap in his ability to pass the ball and and dictate an offense, and the game slowing down for him. You can see it in the last, probably the start of this year. I reckon maybe halfway through December, it really clicked for him, and he was going. He's been going ballistic, and I love to say it. Unfortunately, his ankle, he rolled his ankle, and hopefully, it's not too bad. But um, we really need to. We really need him back. Hopefully, um, he isn't too bad. And the extra couple of days off before we play Indiana, um, we'll, we'll let him rest up and hopefully he'll be right by then. Get the ice on it and get some strapping and he'll be all right. The bench brigade, McKeel was average. Uh, didn't really play that much. 24 minutes, only had four points, three rebounds, four assists. And I love when he passes. One of four shooting. You know, only four free uh, field goal attempts, which rare for him. Uh, in 13 minutes playing the backup point Alvarado as we said had 13 4 assists and 4 steals Uh, he was great on 6 of 9 shooting in front of his family and friends which you love to see Jackson 6 and 2 and Gary Clark had 3 points in 7 minutes Uh, Garrett Temple didn't score he had 0 points but uh, played 10 minutes had that real defensive um, identity which is what he we require him to do Uh, and he was uh, he was solid so all in all, good team win. Um, we'll bank it, and we're going to start stringing a few together. You lose a couple, uh, it would have been nice to win two out of three of those games on the road, but alas, we did not, but we still won and get to um, get to come home and take on an upstart Indiana team that just beat the Golden State Warriors in overtime, which um, you love to see, because any time an East team beats a West team, it's good for us, whether that is that far up the standings or not. We need the East to come and help us out and uh, and beat a few of these guys. Um, particularly as we're still stuck at 13th, uh, drawed with San Antonio. We're a game behind uh, Sac, it appears, and um, and that's for the 11th spot. But uh, actually, no, we're tied with Sacramento as well. Pardon me. We're all, all on 18 and a half games behind um, the 10th spot which is one and a half games out behind Portland for 10th. Who It's 17 games behind the top, whereas we're 18 and a half, all three of us. So it's really going to come down to banking wins and whether one of these other two teams, SAC or San Antonio, either swing for the fences or blow it up. Um, you know, the Spurs have got the Nets coming up in the next day. Uh, Kings, I know when they play again, but they gave up a a game against Detroit. They've got the Bucks on uh, on Sunday morning or Saturday night. So they've got some tough games. There's a chance that we can go and steal it. And I think we need to take advantage of that. We really, really do. Um, bank the wins. We need to beat Indiana. Because then we've got to go and play that stupid back-to-back that we got rearranged in 76, uh, over at Philadelphia. Second night of a back-to-back and you've got to fly to the East Coast. It's bizarre. But anyway, I've... Ugh. You've heard me carry on about this before. It's a big week next week. So any games that you can get, that you can win, we it. Got, got to play Denver as well. And then we have another back-to-back against Boston. So, is that... Well, so we play at Denver, and then we play... I don't know, we've got back-to-back at home, which is good. But again, tough back-to-back set against teams that want to beat us. And that are also trying to work out their own seeding. So, um, no, It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough week. We've got four games next week. So, it's going to be a lot of this show, I tell you what. But um, we just got to bank them when we can. You've got to beat Indiana. You've got to go at uh, at Philly. Uh, I know that's a tough matchup for us. We haven't played them for a while. But, um, you know, if the NBA is going to slap us around with stupid scheduling, well, we've got to respond and say, all right, well, it doesn't matter what team you give us on what night, we're still going to win, so that's what we've got to do, but um, we'll, we'll try our very best, no doubt, and the guys hopefully will come out and respond. So, before I wrap up, the Birmingham Squadron have their Star Wars night, I know, we've seen the, um, they've been hyping up the Indiana, oh, not the Indiana Pacers, who am I talking about, um, the Star Wars night against the Indiana Pacers uh, in the Smoothie King Centre, so... The Birmingham Squadron are doing it first, so they must be using the uh, props beforehand. That is tomorrow, so go and enjoy that. Um, Yeah, it was good. Now, also thank you for the people that reached out and uh, messaged me about my birthday. That was lovely. I turned 30, well, yesterday now. It's the 20th. It's my birthday, but um, yeah, feeling very loved. Got some awesome Pelicans gear and also some Perth Wildcat stuff as well. And um, yeah, it was really good. I, am um, had, a, had a nice day and, you know, I turned 30, but, oh, well, you've got to turn 30 at some point, I guess. Um, so anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. Um, I'll have a chat to you after the Indiana game. If we tee up some guests in the interim, I'll get them on as well, but, uh, we'll see what happens. Anyway, as always, this is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans Podcast. I am Lyle Swithenbank. Stay safe, look after yourself, and, uh... Bye for now
0: Save big on brunch for Mom all in the Kroger app.